Hello, I'm Sarah Vine and this is Sarah Vine's Female Half Hour from Mail Plus. I'm joined this week, as every week, by my friend and co-host Imogen Edwards-Jones. Imogen, hello. How are you, my love? I'm fine. I saw you, you on the telly this morning. I was morning. on the telly box, yes. Yes, I know, you're looking very well. I, I was on Lorraine. <laughs> oh, was that fun? It was very good, actually. She was, she was very good and also quite glamorous. I was wearing trainers, oh. rather sadly and disappointedly. But I can't think about shoes at six o'clock in the morning no, no i don't know no. how, i don't know how those tv presenters do it actually and also trying to put the makeup on that early in the morning it's like can do i have Very any hard. eyes no i have no <laughs> eyes um imogen you are no mm. longer doing dry january i know i actually got drunk it's, <laughs> shh, i know that's not i don't advocate overly drinking obviously <laughs> I know. But uh, the one thing I did notice was that I did drink some alcoholic beverage. Excellent. And um, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning thinking, hmm, well, what should I do now? Yes, so that's because it's your, that's famously the thing that happens. It's the drunk's rush? early dawn. Is that what it is? It's your liver waking you up. Sending Saying you a, what? Sending you a very nasty fax. Saying, I probably don't do faxes anymore, but you know what I mean. Text saying, message saying, St. Jones. St. Jones, what are you doing? <laughs> I thought we talked about this and we weren't going to do this anymore. Please, stop it. Stop it with the beverage. I'm a very busy liver and I can't be doing with this I now. I know. But did you feel better after your month of I did. I also lost about half stone. Good. Yeah, no. I, also, I was quite, you know, there was a moment I did get quite... Yeah, you had to go to bed very early because obviously there's no fun to be had at all well, in I the house. Well, I think if you're not drinking, the trouble is you just end up eating ice cream, don't you, if you stay up? Well, yes, I, did, I stopped that, though. Mm. I did have a week of Magnum. Mm. <laughs> a week of Magnums. And then uh, and then I decided I, that enough was enough. So uh, yeah. then I did have... Uh, yeah. Mm. But you do get very tired when you're not mm. drunk, mm. I realised. <laughs> I tell you, it's trouble is being with being our age. You become, you don't. I mean, I suppose you don't become really an alcoholic. You just become sort of benign. You become dependent on alcohol, mm. which is different. But also, as you know, I spend all day every day just typing. Yeah, and so there is no differentiation between the end of the day. And then, no. and then, you know, because I, I don't leave the house. No. So I think working from home, it's yeah. very difficult to the break between the end of the day yeah. and the evening if you're working from home all yeah. the time, which I presume half the nation is well, still doing. Well, alcohol consumption has gone up hugely during has lockdown. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. Well, anyway, I can report that I didn't do dry January. Oh, and, I know. Um, mm. So I feel completely the same as I did in December. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No change there, then. Coming up on today's show. <laughs> Can breathing differently change your life? We will talk to the man who wrote a book about it. And yesterday marked the first day of the year of the tiger. We'll hear more about what it means from our favourite astrologer. But first, should Carrie Johnson be watching her back? Partygate has cost Boris Johnson dear. And he's not out of the woods yet. Not dear, but dear. Not lots of little animals in the forest. <laughs> Dearly. Actual dear. Dearly. Dearly. That's the one. <laughs> um, should Carrie be watching her back? That's what everyone's well, asking. Well, it's what you wrote about today. Yes. You did write about I did Carrie say that, today. yes. She has been blamed a lot for yes, Partygate, hasn't I she? I think it's a bit mean, and I don't like the whole Carrie Antoinette thing. I think it's rude. Although I am a bit annoyed that she gets to be Carrie Antoinette, who's quite young and glamorous, and I have to be Lady Macbeth, who's obviously <laughs> an old harridan. But anyway, joining us now is the lovely Andrew Pierce, mm. Daily Mail writer and host of the Mail Plus podcast, The Andrew Pierce Show, who knows everything. Right. So go on. What's happening, Andrew? Well, a lot of the problems that the Prime Minister has experienced do stem back to Carrie, of course, but mm. that's because he's 
rather indulged her. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, is she queen? Is she queen? She's queen bee. She is. Right. And why wouldn't she be? He's, but he's the prime minister. He can't say no to her, can he? He can't. That's the issue, yeah. He loves her. She's yeah. a younger wife. She's, but I like that. I respect yeah. that. He's nearly 60, yeah. unlike me, who's already 60. Is he 60. really nearly 60? Yeah, he's 57, 58, and he doesn't want to be no. partying all the time. No. He's not a boozer. As I pointed out in the mail this no, week, he gave up dry January last year, yeah. gave up when Carrie got pregnant. So yeah. he wasn't benefiting from all these raucous parties mm. where they even managed to break Wilfred's slide or was it a <laughs> swing what were they doing on the swing nobody's told us it's quite it was funny. a female I member of staff what, who broke fe- that oh, that's swing. really embarrassing so what was she doing on the swing and who was she doing it with <laughs> oh that oh oh actually that's really top gossip i just think it's slightly embarrassing to break a child swing i was question I, I you know i've been a bit skeptical about whether or not these parties were actual parties and then someone said that they were playing abba and uh, and then that's, yes oh, because waterloo that's a party she yeah. loves abba I she? think I think the one where he was given some birthday cake by his mm. wife in the cabinet room, that is not a party. No, that's pathetic. Like, that's ridiculous. just superior office yeah. snacks. And the one when he was outside <laughs> in the garden for 25 minutes and some of them were drinking, I thought, no, that's it, not and he party. thought it was a way to... But the party in the flat was yeah. definitely a party. And you know why they were celebrating? Because ghastly hmm. Dominic Cummings had gone. Yeah. <laughs> but what they should have done when he left, he left very famously, just in time for the six o'clock news, mm. clutching a yes. box. Yes. And I wrote in the mail that night... What's in that box? Mm. They should have knocked him over the head mm. and removed that box <gasps> yeah. because it contained all the secrets. That Was are it now the photos? Was it the three hundred photos, photos, tapes, well, it's all emails, on phones, presumably? Isn't it? All but they should have just got him to sign a massive NDA, they but they didn't. I they don't know. Why didn't they do that? I don't yeah. know. They made a mistake. Yeah. The mistake they made was this. Not really known this. Prime Minister called uh, Lee Kane, who was the head of comms, mm. and Dominic into his study. And they had tea and biscuits mm. and a very convivial conversation. That sounds like a party. And that was the day they <laughs> left. And Boris was of the impression that they were going to be friendly and stay loyal. Dominic Cummings says that then a raft of stories appeared in the papers mm. the next day, all briefed, he says, by Carrie. How does he know that? He doesn't know that, mm. but he blamed her the die was cast. Mm. <gasps> really? That's so that's what it it's started. from. That's when it all started. Mm. You see, he's very thin-skinned is mm. our great uh, uh, blue sky thinker. You'd uh, have thought uh, it. You'd have thought, you know, Sarah Vine's thick skin. She has to be what she's had to put up with. I'm fairly I'm like skinned. a rhino. Yeah. And, um, but uh, Dominic Cummings is not. But so he can dish it out, but he can't, can't take dish it. it back. And of course yeah. he loads Carrie because mm. she won the power struggle. Of course she did. Oh, see, She's yeah. the wife. Yeah. He's going to be loyal to his wife and yeah. the mother of his children. Yeah, it's like a love triangle, really. It isn't is. It? it is like yeah. a love well, and, triangle. And Cummings is the thwarted lover. Yes. I mean, I think the problem with having a very young wife when you're the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, etc., mm. etc., et is that, you know, she has different priorities. She does. You know, she's in her early 30s. She's having babies. She's, you know... She wants to see her friends. Lively. Mm. She wants to see her friends. But, but also, you have been to Downing Street uh, a, a, lot. A, a lot. And it is a very boring, isolating place. There is... A, it's very weird. At night, it goes yeah. very, very quiet. So it's really... But there's not even a sort but of... But also, there is something that happens to people when they go into Downing Street, mm. which is that they get overexcited yep. and want a glass of wine because it's just very intoxicating. Yes. And I think that, you know, if you've got that massive, great big flat, number 11, which is really beautiful mm. actually and on two floors all very lovely it's the perfect party of course flat, it is. Really. yeah of course but it also is. also you've got access to the garden but the, but and you know you can all hang out in the garden <laughs> yeah. do, do some cigaretting and yeah. whatever you want to do and do but, things on the swing yeah mm. do them play on the swing but it it is quite weird in that you do feel very yeah. on your own in there so yes. I, and also having 
babies, as you and oh. I both know, is A, the most boring thing in the world, and B, it's very isolating. Yeah. So I imagine she's, she can't, you can't go anywhere because yeah. no. you put them all to bed. And she, it's, of course, got a lot of her mates. To come the, over. The gay mafia mates yeah. um, who are party boys, hence ABBA. Yeah. I did, somebody did ask when they heard ABBA music was playing that night. They said, I didn't know you were at the party, Andrew. Because <laughs> <laughs> I adore ABBA. But I wasn't at the party because I wasn't invited. Thank the Lord. Thank God. Because that would I, have been I might have gone. No. I might have gone. There might be some red faces when the mm. uh, list is oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be really just funny. Just who was at some of these parties because yeah. there will be some journalists, I suspect, who were there. Yeah. But as for Carrie, um, she is the scarlet woman here, isn't she? Mm. People love to blame the well, woman. Well, the slight problem is, is that, as you say, everyone loves to blame women. People are naturally sort of misogynistic they always think yeah. that it's you know the woman's fault Boris indulged her look he's but it's not Boris f- who's who, it's exactly. Boris who has to take mm. the responsibility and he does and he's not the first man in a marriage to think oh anything for a quiet life mm. yeah have a party but there, but, but, there, but there is that you were doing a very funny imitation of him last night going Wallpaper. Is there wallpaper? Is there wallpaper? It's just the idea that Boris is Boris is involved in a decision as to whether well, should we go for the gold, darling, or shall we? Or should we have this nice flowers? Do you want flowers? Do you want butter? Should we go for gold? You're, oh, I don't care. Just whatever wallpaper you, you probably want. Probably hasn't even noticed the flowers no. been well, redecorated. That's what I was saying last yeah. night, Sarah. Yeah. Saying there's a, he's literally he won't even he notice. Won't even notice. He won't even notice. No. Uh, and can't understand what all the fuss is about. No. Yeah, he doesn't do detail, and no. he probably doesn't do wallpaper. No. I shouldn't think he's ever been in a wallpaper shop. In his life. No, I shouldn't or think he chose. I mean, the gold he has missed out because I do love a wallpaper shop I myself. I know you do. Yeah. Um, well, each their own, I <laughs> You do have to say a lot of people do say to me though. Of course, if Boris had remained married to Marina, yeah, mm. the mother of his children, yeah. well, the mother, the mother of some of his children, <laughs> most, say, of, most, of most of his, of his children, children yes. uh, he would probably not have been in this mess because she would not have stood for any of these parties. That's no, absolutely true. not. Yes. No, she's quite serious. Mm. Yeah, fish, I very think. serious. Yeah. Much older, of course. Yeah. You know, closer in age to Boris. Yeah, much serious. And she would have and less interested in soft furnishings, I, I imagine. I don't think she... I think no, she, not her thing at she'd all. Have, she'd have painted the flat herself. Yes. yes. Yeah, she was quite a sort of down-to-earth person. We should also remind people, why does the Prime Minister have to pay to redecorate the Downing Street flat? It's not his oh, no, flat. That's absurd. He's only going to be in it for a yeah. couple of years, no. mm. at this rate, not for a few more months. Because <laughs> no. you do know that Carrie probably would have hated Theresa May's taste in decor. Because I it don't think been Teresa beige. redecorated the flat, though. It would have been beige. Did she? It? I think they lived in number ten, Teresa. And Did she? I think you're right. Because, so they would have been living smaller flats. Yeah, much smaller flats. And, no and they would be living. Would have been living with yeah. George's um, yes. redecoration, which was lovely. Yeah, it was Osborne all born and little. little. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful yeah. actually. They've done and, that flat. And at number ten, of course, all, all they had to do was put the bins. Yeah, out. I mean, when George <laughs> and Francis got that flat, the number ten flat, it was absolutely rank was it really? I remember going round it and because it really hadn't been redecorated at all uh, I mean it was rank I mean there was one room that was I think must have been Dennis Thatcher's room because it was sort of covered in cigarette about smell. four inches of cigarette slime mm. Mm. Um, so they did do it and it needed doing mm. it really did need doing and ditto number 11 when I went round it with Samantha there was the Carol Kaplan room at the top, which had Ooh. a sort of big. <laughs> Forgotten it that. was hilarious. It had a sort of. Did it was like a yoga room. It was like a dance studio. Yes, it had a right. full mirror wall well, with a beam yeah. and, and then and a bar a handrail, yes. and then yes. a handrail yes. and and a, and it was weird. It had a tiny, pokey little kitchen, and mm. it was all so. You know, they do these things do need revamping, yeah, exactly. definitely. But um, well, particularly if you've got families in there, yeah. I mean, it's a different. You know, the Camerons had all 
you know, three children, yeah. and uh, and uh, Boris has got two little yeah. ones. It's a very different yeah. kettle of fish than from. But Teresa. I remember Samantha saying to me, the problem with doing up number eleven is that you can't just get your own builder. No to do it or you know some bloke out of the yellow pages you've got to use certain contractors and they automatically charge yeah another 20 percent or 25 percent on yeah. top of the cost yeah um so you know it's just it's just an expensive business mm. but um anyway yes so yeah. andrew if you were carrie would you be a little bit quaking in your very nice high-heeled shoes what about part police gate report? Everything, yeah, because yeah. she's literally about to become the lightning rod of everything, she is, isn't she? She's yeah. probably going to get a hundred pound penalty notice, I would think. Oh, um, she personally is. Do well, you? because she would have organised the part. I think the police will give the penalty notices to the people who organised the event. So that would be the civil servant who invited mm. people to boo, bring your own booze. Mm. And I suspect if Carrie organised, if there's WhatsApp saying, showing Carrie organised mm. a party in number 10, what, number for the birthday? Flat, no, the number 11 flat and the birthday. Oh, right. I think she potentially could get a couple of, um, but that doesn't affect the Prime Minister. No. no. So, so she's going to get a couple of hundred quid fine. Yeah. Oh, just as well she buys her clothes, just her rents her clothes, exactly. isn't it? Save money. <laughs> yeah. It's just, honestly, it's just so hard having any sort of normal family life. It's impossible. In politics. It is that I mean, goldfish. I do feel sorry for them. That's I, that goldfish I, I know I shouldn't. I know everyone is angry, but I, I do because I can sort of see how difficult it is for mm. her. Yeah. No, she's just trying to have... Uh, and she can't go out really no. anymore like she used to no. because people recognise that she's the Prime yeah. Minister's wife. She's going to have to yeah. protection officers with mm. her the whole time. What sort of fun is yeah. that? It just, but, you, but you can't go out from that flat anyway. I mean, there's nowhere no. to go. No. And she's got two little children, so they've gone to bed. Yeah. So the only the only thing she can do is get people yeah. to come and to say her. hello. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's, otherwise garden. it's lonely. No, I'm you sure really Boris, are. You're sitting at the top of the tower. Room. You're yeah. sitting at the top of the building in a hermetically sealed building. You can't even open a window in number 11. No, no, because of security. Yeah, and bombs. A, and a it's horrible. They, they often vote. They some, on a Monday they're voting till ten o'clock. The mm. prime yeah. minister has to be seen to be yeah. voting mm. with his mm. back colleagues. That's yeah. a chance to catch up with his back benches. Mm. So it is a lonely existence. Mm. I imagine. Yeah. And yeah. two kids on your hands. I yeah. don't understand why they live there. I just think it's crazy. I always said if Michael became prime minister, I wouldn't wouldn't have moved out of our house. But then they make you because of security That's reasons. Right. Mm. Because of, because of the inconvenience to your neighbours. Yes, you'd be very unpopular in the street. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't see how it could be any more unpopular. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> they loved you. Of course, of course. So there we are. All thank right, you. Andrew. Well, thank you. It's a joy to be on the podcast. Thank you, darling. Oh, joy to see you, you both. Yes. Thank you. And um, I still think the public want to move on from Partygate. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I think you're probably right. Yeah. All right then. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, see Andrew. You later. Bye. That was the lovely Andrew Pierce, who knows everything. He really does know everything. Yes. And he has a daily news show, which you can listen to every weekday at 5pm on any podcast streaming site, mm. even Spotify, yeah. if you still have it on your phone. <laughs> you are listening to The Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine, and Imogen Edwards-Jones. You can visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces, and more. And if you want to get in touch, you can tweet us at mailplus at Westminster Wag or Imogen at Imogen EJ. In an attempt to learn the benefits of breathing through your nose, journalist and author James Nestor had silicon plugs Ugh. fitted to his nostrils <laughs> <Sorry>. for 10 <laughs> days. This 10-day mouth breathing experiment led him to write a 
rather brilliant book. I, I say, you're on the obsessed art of with it. I know, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, honestly. It's called Breath. <laughs> now, actually, James is on the line. James, hi. Thank you for joining us. Control yourself, um, Sarah. I am going to control myself. <laughs> I'm a bit of a fangirl. Imogen and I were just having a conversation about whether it's breathe or breath. breath. And then we decided it was breath because it doesn't have an E on the end. Is that right? You are both 100% right. See, and you have done what... <laughs> the vast majority of people get wrong. You have gotten right. Oh, my so God. Ten star. points oh. for Sarah already. This is going really well. <laughs> um, so I read your book because a friend of mine gave it to me at Christmas and said, you must read this book. It's brilliant. So then I dutifully read it. And I was absolutely gripped just by the... Well, for starts, it's, you know, these books on science tend to be quite dry and dull and you're mm. not a dry and dull writer you know quite you know you write really well and really engagingly and i just loved this experiment so maybe we should start there tell us about your nose plugging uh, okay go go james uh, <laughs> I, I had I'll, I'll leave out the gratuitous details but oh, oh, i don't. had been talking uh, well in that case no 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 don't i've no, been do, talking do. with I'll split it down the middle, okay? Mm. I'll give you a little bit. Um, So I had been talking to the chief of rhinology research at Stanford, and we've known for for decades and decades that mouth breathing is terribly injurious to your health, okay? It can affect how your face looks later on in life. It can make you more susceptible to respiratory distress and anxiety and all this stuff. We know all that, but we didn't know how quickly that damage came on. No one had done a human trial of this. So we put together a very small experiment in which me and one other person were plugged up, our noses were plugged up, and for 10 days we had to breathe through our mouths. Mm. And what happened? Well, the thing that I thought was so crazy is this was not a stunt. This wasn't like, hey, look at us. Oh, look, we're so miserable. This was putting ourselves into a position that so much of the population experiences all the time. They don't realize that so many symptoms the headaches, the fatigue, the forgetfulness, the sleeplessness. The they don't realize decay. that that is tied to tooth decay. I could go on, increased mm-hmm. risk of diabetes, you know, periodontal disease. So they don't realize that a lot of that can be influenced by the way in which you breathe. So we were just personally experiencing what science has known. But the, but the mouth is the mouth is basically, I mean, the, the, the reason you shouldn't have your mouth open all the time and you shouldn't breathe through your mouth is because your nose is brilliantly designed as a, as a filter, isn't For it? For the breathing. For the breathing. And, and what I thought was really interesting in your book was all the sort of physiognomy of evolution and how we started off being really good at breathing through our noses and how, for various reasons, we ended up being quite bad at doing it. Can you explain a bit about that, James? Yeah. So if you look at ancient skulls, our ancient ancestors, you're going to be really spooked. You're going to see that they all had perfectly straight teeth. Okay. Crooked teeth are a modern phenomenon. Why do we have crooked teeth? We have crooked teeth because our mouths have grown so small, the teeth have nowhere to grow in. So they grow in crooked with a small mouth. It makes it harder to breathe. A lot of people think that evolution means progress. We're getting stronger, living longer. If you look at the vast majority of society right now, you see that that is not the case. Evolution means change, and we've been changing for the worse, and our breathing has taken one of the biggest hits. So we are breathing differently than our ancestors had. But why have these changes taken place? Is it because our brains are getting bigger and they need more space in the head? Or is it just, what, 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 do, what do they think the reasons are? No, that's what some, uh, you know, humans 
claimed uh, mm-hmm. because they want to think that they're smarter than all other animals, even though we're the only ones suffering from this laundry list of chronic diseases. So that that change to our faces that occurs from the brain growing bigger happens over tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of years. The change to our faces that happened in just the past few hundred years was caused by industrialized food. This is not a theory. This is a scientific fact. Right. And so what, so how, so what, what, because we don't need to chew as much or because we, because what's the reason for that? uh, Deficiency of vitamins and minerals ties into it uh, Mm. to a certain amount, but mostly it is chewing stress. When we don't chew when we're young, Mm. our mouths and skeletature and musculature don't develop properly Mm. and look around and you see it all over the place. Mm. Chinless wonders. <laughs> There's a lot of those here. They're all go. true. They're all true. Mm. So Sarah, Sarah's now taken to a gaffer taping her mouth shut at night. I've yet to see this vision of loveliness. Well, I think that, so when, when I was reading James's book and all the symptoms that he described that mm. are, are kind of related to mouth breathing, I basically have had all of them. All my, I, well, I have a small mouth. Mm. I've, I've been, you know, I've always been told that I have quite a small mouth, but also I always used to have terrible tonsillitis as a child. Yeah. I mean, permanently. Um, I suffer from a lot of upper bron- bronchial Yes, you've stuff. always got sort of pleurisy yes, and things like that. Yeah. And I have terrible tooth decay, despite the fact that I've always been absolutely rigorous with my oral hygiene. Mm. So I thought I'd give this to go. And what's really interesting is that I went to the dentist on Monday. Oh, yes. And so I've been doing this for, you know, not very long. But I, when I went... You know, normally I would go to the dentist and the dentist would say, mm, sorry, you need this or that, the other. And this time I went to the dentist and she said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your teeth and your gums are looking much better than oh, they okay. normally so do. okay. So do you think it's due to gaffer your mouth? I asked her, I said, do you, I, I said, I've just been, do, I, I said, I've read this book, Breathe. Mm. And she said, oh, I've read that too. Yes, it's brilliant. My husband told me to read it. And I said, and I've been mouth taping. And, she, and I said, Does, do you think it's had any? And mm. she said, well, I, we, we all know that, you know, it's not. It's not a mystery that um, tooth decay. If you if you sleep with your mouth wide open, it all dries out, mm. which isn't really bad. And you know the bacteria has a party basically while you're sleeping. Oh, so James, do you tape your mouth then every night? I do. I'd love to say I don't. I hate that this is my contribution to the world. Uh, <laughs> when I die, this is going to be on my gravestone. <laughs> it um, sounds very sexy. But, uh, that's all I can say. It, it, it very was, sexy. <laughs> it was not, you know, this was not my theory, my idea. I heard about it from from top researchers. And everything that you experience, I'm not saying that it can all be attributed to breathing through your nose, but mm. you will only get a net gain from breathing through your nose. And all those things you experience uh, constant uh, mouth infections, constant respiratory infections, constant tonsillitis. That is has all been shown to be directly tied to chronic mm. mouth breathing. So what happens when you shut your mouth and breathe the way humans are designed to breathe? These things tend to either reduce or sometimes completely reverse. Mm. And I heard from many dentists, and this dates back more than 100 years, have said that the number one cause of tooth decay, more than sugar, number one cause is mouth breathing.
You could also, just so you know, because I've done just some research, <laughs> uh, ways to keep my mouth shut at night, mm. um, short of actually sleeping in a box. Mm. Uh, you can also get chin straps, which are quite nice. good. Or a well, gimp mask. <laughs> How about a gimp mask? That would look lovely. Anyway, luckily, I'm divorced, James, so no one has to see me sleeping, so it's absolutely fine. So I can basically wrap myself in polythene if I need to know that. I wouldn't. I, no, actually, one of the readers, I, I did put it in my column this week, and mm. one of the readers very sensibly wrote in and said, do be careful recommending mouth breathing because she said there are some people who might decide to tape their children's mouths shut and then that could be quite bad. So I would just like to issue a a global health warning. Mm. Do not do this you know, if you if you uh, don't do this to children, or if you're or, old or if people, you're drunk as or well, like, drunk. I assume that's not a good <laughs> yes, thing either. Handle with care. Yes, <laughs> I'm um, I'm a reporter. I'm a journalist. I'm not an evangelist. I don't have any products on this. I don't care if you use a gimp mask or <laughs> a chin strap or tape. You have to find a way of closing your mouth, especially during sleep. More than sixty percent of the population breathe through their mouths at night and it's really impacting our health so whatever works for you go for it. Yes, I mean, it makes you snore as well as it. I mean, there are quite a lot of people who would quite like me to shut my mouth forever. Mm. Just tape it up permanently. <laughs> Some little stitches in it. <laughs> it's entirely up to you. I'm, I'm going to stay out of that one. Um, but anyway, it is a fascinating book. And I, it sounds you know, brilliant. I, it sounds I brilliant. really enjoyed it. And I, and I, and you, you do write very engagingly about a subject that I thought I would never in a million no. years would have been no. interested in. Yes. Um, so congratulations. And I do think maybe you should do a line of James Nestor mouth tape. Yes, good idea. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could be like the George Foreman grill, but for mouth taping. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. <laughs> Just with shush written on it. Yes, shush. You can have little empowerment slogans shush. on the tape. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, James. Lovely talking to you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. That was James Nestor, author of the book Breathe. I thought, oh, he's fascinating. Yes, that was brilliant. Mm. Really interesting. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Yeah. It stops you from snoring and it stops you from... I'm quite interested to see what happens with the tooth decay, actually. Mm. No, it sounds great. Uh, yeah. How much tape do you actually need? I bought them off the interwebs. Mm. They're just little... You can't even see them when you put them on. Is it like surgical tape? Little, very, very, very lightweight surgical tape. It's not that silver parcel tape. No, 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 it's not not gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) What's it called? Duct tape. Gaffer tape. No, it's not that. Yeah. It's uh, they're they're little strips and they're in the shape of a cross. Oh, okay. So it's like you just put them like that. It's a bit Silence of the Lambs. It is a bit, Yes. (laughs) Um, but I'm, and I always sort of take it off at sort of about five in the morning. Yes. Um, and then, and then I wake up with it sort of though? stuck to but my hair. What happens if you've got a moustache? <laughs> Presumably that just takes the top layer. I've got a moustache image. And what uh, are you saying? <laughs> Yesterday was the first day of the Chinese New Year. According to the Zodiac calendar, this is the year of the water tiger. Really? Yes. Oh, I thought it was just a tiger. No, it's a water tiger. Oh, OK. Anyway, here to tell us all about it is our resident uh, astrologer Teresa Chung. Hi, Teresa. Happy New Tiger Year. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Imogen. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about Chinese astrology because I, I do want to talk a lot about it and I'm never really given the opportunity. So thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it because I've got the right surname. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know. Well, I'm fascinated by it. Um, uh, particularly, I'm also fascinated by the fact that everybody 
it's done by years. So I know. Imagine, how can it, it, so Imogen and I are both sheep because we were yeah. both born in 1967. But why? How can we possibly be the same? That's no, you know, it's not the same. You see, it's incredibly complex Chinese astrology. Oh, actually, gosh. far more complex than Western astrology, because you've got these five elemental types within it. As you say, there's wood earth metal and water so you'd have to have your chart drawn up to see which one of those you are and so that comes out actually that the combinations the unique combinations of all that is like two in a million so it's actually much more specific than western Mm. astrology and and beautifully insightful because the chinese believe that the animal sign you are born under the year just basically impacts the general themes of your life and your destiny they have this beautiful saying this animal will hide in your heart so it's like thinking about this animal and you've got to go back to ancient times. You know, these were the animals that, you know, that were very, very significant to the Chinese. And, mm. you, you know, you both goats, are you? Sheep. I'm just I'm so a little disappointed about having a sheep in it's my a goat. heart. It's not a sheep. No, 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 you're a goat. I, oh. <laughs> you I don't want a goat in my heart. It sounds a little bit... Oh, so it's a goat, no, not no, a sheep. It's beautiful. You've got to look at this beautiful symbolism because that's mm. what's so beautiful about astrology. It gets you, it's just symbolism. And the goat's so creative and upwardly mobile but often loses sense of time. Mm. I mean, I often link the goat... Eats anything. <laughs> hangs on for the ride of its life (laughs) it's appealing altruistic candid often self-effacing which is interesting that was the term that i came up with um it is actually very very beautiful all of the 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 animal signs have wonderful pluses but also Mm. pitfalls and we've got Mm. to learn from those pitfalls and when we come into the unique year of the the in the, of your animal it's actually not that lucky people think oh i'm born under the tiger it's my year mm. actually not they don't really understand chinese astrology because there's this wonderful sort of myth about it being unlucky oh. if you are and you need to if you are a tiger this is time to be extra cautious to wear lots of red which is a lucky color in chinese culture protect yourself and and just you know take it a bit cautiously so it's like but a tiger actually, return <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it's not as lucky as people think if you're born in the year of tiger because they they have this say this myth about an imaginary star that gets offended when you're born in the year of your 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 animal birth it's 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 very complex but also very, very spiritual and symbolic and beautiful. But the year of the water tiger, what's all that about? Well, 2020 was the year of the rat. Now, that was the year of survival. Mm. Um, Then we had the year of the ox, 2021, which was all about, I guess, anchoring yourself to new, new reality, which we had to. But the year of the tiger is actually about making bold, brash changes and taking risks, finding enthusiasm for life again, you know, and getting fired up about things. It's the YOLO year. You only live once. (laughs) I love this. That's the kind of the energy. It's a kind of a masculine, active, assertive energy. But there will, with that, the downseed will be lots of sudden disruptions and some of us will thrive under that while others will crash and burn. So it's important to keep your egos in check um, and, 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 you know, think before you leap but overall this is a great year for switching careers building teams getting back into you know creative projects finding what you love to do what you absolutely love to do when you lose sense of time life is short and the year of the tiger wants us to know that Mm. and the water is all about bringing out the emotion so again doing what you love is so important right now Um, and uh, you know it's it's going to be an exciting year challenging 
but it's exciting. I um, love that idea. Mm. And are there any spe- special water tiger months, or is it all? Is the is the energy May the is same? A very good one. Mm. May. May is a very a very good one. It's a great year if you're born under ox, goat. Actually, is it a good, good year for the goat? Good <gasps> year for single goat. Good. Yes, Fine. it's a good year. <laughs> and you're not a sheep; you're a goat. Finally, I'm a Sarah. Double, I'm, a good I'm, year for I, a good I, year. Teresa, I'm a double goat because I'm an oh. Aries and a goat. Ooh. Does that make me that really mean? annoying? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's wonderful. Yeah, actually, I do I've got a visual now. <laughs> I, I encourage people to look at their Western astrology sign and their Chinese sign because you get such a rich, deep interpretation. Ooh. And people can say, oh, it's all imaginary. It's all nonsense. It's not. It encourages you to look beneath the surface, look at the symbolism and the hidden meaning. No, we just, don't like those people. Know. They're not invited to supper. It's fine. <laughs> We're not interested in those people. They can go and be there. They can do sceptical They can go work. be rational somewhere else. Be rational somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested we in them. We haven't had a year of a water tiger since 1962. It comes every wow. 50 years. It's a special, you know, every year is yeah. special. That's when Chinese um, culture, yeah. you know, every year is a cause for celebration. Well, that's good. Anyway, thank you very much, Teresa. That was very interesting. And, um, well, we'll look forward to an exciting year. Mm. Thank you. Just Thanks. watch the overwhelm because there's so much opportunity at the moment now. Yes. And we're all sort of like getting excited, enthusiastic. Just watch the overwhelm. But okay. it, it is a year where generosity hopefully will come back and, you know, we'll be a bit more excited about things than we have been in previous years. Good. 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 Excellent. Thanks, Teresa. <laughs> Take care, you two. Bye. 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 That was Teresa, astrologer and author of the Element Encyclopedia of Birthdays. I have to get that in because that's her no, book, you which you must all buy because it's obviously brilliant. Yes. If you enjoy listening to The Half Hour, why not visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. If you want to get in touch, tweet us at mailplusme at WestminsterWag or Imogen at Imogen EJ. You have been listening to The Feel The Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine and Imogen Edwards-Jones. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.